This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Shantanu Das. Shantanu is the GM and head of global frontline customer experience at Wayfar. And with his extensive background in operational management and automotive automotive supply chain, Shantanu has spearheaded transformational programs across various industries and geographies. Shantanu and I will both be speaking at Customer Contact Week in Vegas in June. And I believe you're going to be talking about the conversations on achieving customer happiness, which I'm looking forward to attending. And it's all about the Wayfair's journey to unleashing the power of customer experience. We talked about this just a little bit right before we started, but I think you and I can both continue that conversation for hours into the night and not exhaust our, our customer experience passion. But, you know, for those who don't know a little bit about Customer Contact Week, it is a leading event series dedicated to serving professionals within the customer service industry. Uh, it kicks off its, its Silver Jubilee celebration in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is 25 years of shaping customer excellence. This year's events returns back to the Caesars Forum from June 19th through the 22nd. And Customer Contact Week is powered by CCW Digital. It is a division of customer management practice. And if you use the code CCWLV underscore P1N, so press one for Nick, you get an additional 20% off. So go tell your friends, tell your family, and bring them all. It's going to be a great journey, and don't miss Shantanu's conversation around the customer happiness. Shantanu, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Thank you, Nick. Great to be here. So excited. I, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm sure, like I said, we have plenty, plenty to talk about, but I do want to kind of touch on the topic that you will be talking about. I don't want to spill the entire beans, but it's obviously about customer happiness. So for those who are naysayers, let's start, let's start there. Why do you believe customer happiness and loyalty are critical for business success? So I think if you think about the, the root of any business, right? And I'm not, not just talking about e-commerce. At the front and center of it is how are you impacting, changing, improving a customer's life? It could be a product, it could be a service. So in my mind, there is no other way to, to think about a certain business, whichever industry it is, without putting the customer first, thinking about the customer first. And that means not only analyzing the data in terms of what the customer is verbatim telling you, but also things that the customer is not telling you. And through data analysis, technology, you are able to connect the dots between the two things and actually drive meaningful improvement. I think that's 
so key is not just what what they're saying and how they're acting, but what they're not saying and how are you asking those clarifying questions or how are you looking at the data or even customer sentiment around the, the issues that are at hand. Sometimes what they say versus what they do are different things and, and it's important to pay attention to it and have a correlation between the two to deliver that ultimate happiness. So could you, any chance you could share some of that insight of what you guys are doing to measure that, that customer yeah. happiness? Absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 so the, the leading indicator of customer happiness is, is NPS, right? So as it's on a scale of 10 and, and basically what you ask the customers is how likely you recommend this company to another, another customer. But that is at the highest level. But then when you look at it, it breaks down into multiple components. This is the known part of what the customer is directly telling, which is when you think of the e-commerce industry, that is post-visit, there's an experience when you visit the website, you're, you're looking at the products and, and, and how, are we, how are we making it easy for them to select the product that they love. The second part of it is I've selected the product, I've bought it, what is the experience in terms of delivery? The third part of it is delivered great. What's happening after delivery? And does the customer continue to be happy and satisfied after the delivery? So we look at all of these components. And based on this, we, 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 we measure, right? Say, where is the happiness the least, right? Or or is downgrading, and how do we ensure that we improve that? This is the known part, like I said. The unknown, the, the, what the customers are not telling us is these are, think about is that these are five, six, seven percent of customers who actually went up, filled that up. What about the remaining came and, and never said anything? This is where the power of analytics comes in, where you look at the end to end. Um, journey starting from visits to the time someone purchased to the time it got delivered and then post delivery and try and link dots. For example, am, as I'm delivering a set of products, are we, we know a certain set of products are in back order, right? Let's say. Now, of the hundred customers who may have been impacted in terms of delivery delay because of a certain back order, one of them may have told you. But what it means is you can we safely assume remaining 99 also felt the impact of that, right? So, so that's what we're trying to do, like bring the two things together, post-visit, post-delivery, and then post-visit, post post, post, -visit, post delivery and then potentially post-incidents if, if sort of any incidents happen. And uh, using the power of data science to then take the comments verbatim, linking it to the expanding it to the whole data set, which helps us track end-to-end, -end, bring it together, and then, and then driving actions. So without, talk, without getting up, oh, sorry. No, no, this is great. And I was going to say without, so one of, one of the panels that I'm leading is about the analytics. And so I'm going to kind of pick your brain just a, a little bit, because I think how has the power of analytics of that journey in linking those different journey subsections together improved over the last five or so years and and what have you done with that or what 
what should organizations be doing with that information? Yeah, a great question, Nick. So obviously it has evolved significantly over time and I think it'll, it'll go, even, go, go even further. So how do we, so, so step one of this is, is ensuring that your data systems are talking to each other. And, and what I mean by that is typically what you will find in many different companies, yes, we have like CRMs and things like that, which, 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 which go across the company, but there are quite a few siloed systems typically in every company that's it, which is supply chain tracking and monitoring of a live order stays in its own domain. Customer service KPIs impact stays in its own domain. Marketing, marketing number, like they all stay in their own domains. And then the, the only way it rolls up, it, it rolls up at the highest level, which is revenue, margin, what's happening to direct costs, indirect costs, and so on. What we have been trying to do is a, a, a bit of re-architecturing of the underlying source data systems itself, right? So as to say, so one, if, if, if I see a certain number in supply chain and it has a direct correlation with how we are approaching the customer and customer experience, the, 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 the data needs to float, right? Call it something like fix the basic. That's one of the basics that I think I'm sure a lot of companies are doing and the ones who are not might be already on the journey of linking that. Because unless that happens, this end-to-end -end that I was talking about, that's never going to happen. So, so that's stage one. Stage two of that is how do, you, how do you then interpret the data into actionable insights? Just because an NPS has gone up or down means nothing. Yeah. What it means is how do I then use that in a meaningful way? So what we have been able to do is to use our data science capabilities to, to I'll take a simple example, right? So for example, take the comments, looking at the comments, understand the, based on the comments, the words used, how, how, how was the customer, why do we think the customer was feeling about the, the situation? And then what are some of the thematic things that we are hearing and then extrapolating that back to has though have those things happened to a larger cohort that was a bit of a complicated piece for us to for us to crack as i'm saying it easier said than done takes a bit of a few iterations to get that right because what also what you don't want to do is focus on a set of actions which actually don't drive the meaningful impact <laughs> that 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 you, you would want to try so that's the second piece and the third piece of this is make that predictive, which meaning now that I've learned this and I have the data and the systems in place, how do I use that to make, for example, customer service more proactive and personalized? So if a customer has called us or contacted us two times or three times already, the propensity of that dissatisfaction is meaningfully you know, higher versus someone who contacted us the first time, right? And you know that already from the data analysis. Now, if you have the right markers in place in your systems, it then drives a proactive outreach and therefore the customer is hopefully more delighted than them having to reach back to us that say, your, my problem has not been solved yet. Does that answer your question, Nick? 
In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I, we, we are, keep bringing back to this, but I can feel the how you're fired up about it, and and how you continue. It, it's the people that are most successful as leaders in your role are absolutely obsessed. I can hear that passion, the way that you talk about customer service and customer experience. So it's exciting to hear that. One of the questions I did have based off of what you mentioned was around actionable insights. And I think that is awesome. My question to you is, how are you aligning those actionable insights to business objectives? Because I think sometimes organizations have that disconnect of customer service and customer experience in that silo and having actionable insights, but also not linking those to the business objectives. Such a great question, Nick. That is where I think a lot of the companies get to a certain point, but really don't see the meaningful results. So absolutely. The way we do this is we have something called a ST, like single thread owner structure. Right. And so what that does is, and every six months as a company, we look through the company level, major key objectives and making sure that all of us align together. And that's our CEO plus the, the senior leadership group. Through that process, what we are able to do is as a company align on the key objectives around what are the things we need to fix? What are the things we need to make sure we deliver in terms of customer experience? And what are the things we need to do to make sure we are, we get to a profitable margin in the state. And so all our, everything is sort of aligned in, in these two or three buckets that are clear KPIs assigned to that. Right? And now that breaks down now into the, call it department level or primarily STO level objectives and results. And so there's a very easy way for us to link that given this single thread owner, owner model that we have in place. I like that model because it is, is across organizational departments and touch a little bit more on that customer happiness on that journey. The way that I see it from a consumer's perspective is it is, it feels very seamless from a consumer at Wayfair. I'm guessing it hasn't always been that way. So where were some of the pain points and how did you go about addressing those or communicating across the organization? Because sometimes those pain points aren't just the root cause is not customer service. Maybe it is somewhere else, but how did you go through that journey to identify some of those pain points? It is a difficult journey, but, but I can tell you this, that I think in Wayfair, right, one of the one of our core principles that we live by is like we win together, right? And literally that's one of the 
one of our people's fields. You know, what that means is, I think, being collaborating across different parts of the organization, it's almost so embedded in us that it, it's a second nature for, for everyone. Plus, when I think of the single thread owner model, that also fosters, I would say, this, this collaborative environment. But, uh, driving customer experience through customer happiness initiatives. You're right. I think a lot of the times, the reason customer service exists is when there are problems, we will solve it for you. And hence we exist. However, when you think about what's the root cause of the problem, it goes on much beyond just customer service. So the way we do this is there are regular connects within these cross-functional leaders groups. And depending on what the key themes are, right? For example, like one of the themes is about conversational AI. And when we believe conversational AI with human in the loop, a combination of the two things is going to drive significant benefit for our customers. We always like to keep the human touch. Now, that is not something that customer service would just do it by themselves because the application of that, therefore, is in entire organization. So we have people from different parts of the organization come together to say, how is this going to solve the customer problem? What are the customer problems that we'll solve? Not only for service, when they reach out to service, it could be on the sales side as well, and it could be on supply chain side as well as the supply chain teams and the carriers are coordinating within them, right? for example. And so every key project sort of is always somehow structured around this single thread owner concept where, yes, somebody will take the lead, but there will be a, there will be representation from different parts of the, of the function. But at the same time, when you look at the NPS and the data, it's something that is, that is tracked, monitored, and looked at at the highest level, right? Including our, our, our CEO. So it's not one person's focus. I think it's the entire company is, has always been, and I think will always continue to be very customer focused and having it integrated as a part of our people's principle, the STO model, and this way of regular connects. I think combination of these things help us drive the impact, even when it is the source may not be customers. I like that thought process because it's not just about that customer experience, which you're focusing on, but when it comes to, you touched on conversational AI, if you can identify what your priorities are, and it, it is aligning back to those outcomes, sometimes when it comes to AI, you can build it once and you can deploy it many across different departments and different use cases. And I like that because it's solving many problems and it's not magnifying that cost, but there's a lot of organizations, kind of what we said prior was those departments kind of buy products at that department level and solve problems at the department level. And yeah. I like how you guys are communicating across departments. Yeah. There is another example along the way, if, if I may, then I'll, I'll touch upon a little bit of that in the, in the presentation, CCW, which is, so when you think of customers and then you say, in an environment where it's virtual, like where, when you think of e-commerce, right? e-commerce is a very, e-commerce and informed goods, you want to touch and feel the product before you want to buy. But when it's e-commerce, it's not always giving you a, a real feel of, I'm in a store and I'm going to look at what I'm going to buy. And so as we look at NPS and data, et cetera, I think we have always looked at the data to say, how do I ensure that people have the right experience when they're coming to buy post-visit? And one of the things we've seen there is 
if you give them a store-like experience, that could help. So hopefully you'll be able to show a demo at such and say one of our stores and how does the virtual version of that store look like where you can go in, you are navigating through the store, you can actually click and buy the products. It is virtual, but hopefully it gives a feel of a real store. Now that's on the post visit side, but how do we use that experience on customer service side as well? And what are some of the learnings from there that we can leverage? And so to the technology, which we'll talk about, but we are also talk about how we're actually using some of that in our training center of excellence in, in Athens, Georgia. I like how you opened up Pandora's box on your talk and then you just snapped it shut and sang. To listen to the entire conversation, you have to show up at Contact Center or Customer Contact Week. <laughs> well, well played. When it comes to somebody, let's say somebody's five years behind you and they're trying to figure this stuff out, what's some practical guidance that you can help another individual at your level looking to enhance that customer experience initiative? I would say, I think, first one is like, listen, listen, listen to your customers not only what they're saying, but what they are not saying directly, but it's evident through data, as long as we can put the pieces together. Uh, number one. Number two, I would say is the relentless focus on solving the customer's problem. Meaning don't stop until you have solved the issue for them, but also don't stop at solving the issue for only that one customer, solve it at scale. And the third piece I would say is meet the customer where they want to be met. In the process, you might be also doing a bit of a customer learning along the journey, but ensuring that only hearing and taking action is helpful. But if you try and meet the customer where they want to be met, I think they'll come back for their contact. Some sound advice. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Shantanu, and i looking forward to meeting you here next month. And for my listeners, get your tickets here and get there early because his show will be packed. But uh, Shantanu, thanks so much. And uh, looking forward to meeting you here shortly. Likewise. Thank you, Nick. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to press1fornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.